Good evening, this is Quintus Curtius, and welcome back to the Fortress of the Mind podcast. And it's uh, July 12th here, 2016, and we're going to be answering a few questions that I received recently. One question relates to uh, issues regarding motivation and keeping focus, and the other question relates to something that a reader found in my book on duties, and he just wanted some clarification on what a certain passage meant. So we'll go ahead and we'll discuss both of those questions here tonight. So let's start first with the question here. And this guy is a a medical student from an Asian country. And it seems like I get a lot of emails from medical students. I don't know what it is about medical school. I know it's a stressful trying time for most students and it seems to just generate a lot of stress. So I, I, I feel for these medical students But let's read what this guy has to say. He basically says, uh, Respected sir, that's how he starts out. I like that. Uh, He says, A year ago I was quite naive regarding the concepts of improvement, responsibility, and the desire to go to any extreme to achieve something. Things have certainly changed. I have become more independent, confident, and determined. I have been... I had been in an alcove for many years and abruptly my psychological bubble of introversion and unmanliness was pricked. Good. I started seeing the world in a different way. Nevertheless, I have retained some habits which tend to make me ineffective. I lack the ability of maintaining discipline. And he says, he mentioned some of my articles that he's read that helped him with motivation. I won't go into all that. It's kind of a long drawn out thing he says here. Uh, but he liked my articles on Robert Downey Jr., U- Ulysses S. Grant, uh, blah, 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 blah. He says, um, all right, whenever I go through these, I feel an innate desire to push through boundaries. For a day or two, I am at the peak of my productivity. On the third day, an endless cycle of procrastination begins. I'm a medical student. I need to study constantly. Naturally, for me, an unfocused mind would be a disaster. This is what happens to me. I study for some time, promise myself to take a small break, but that break turns out to be an hour or two. It has devastating effects on my schedule and leads to time conflicts. Consequently, most of my work stays incomplete. I have certain distractions like the internet. I tend to break promises made to myself. I become deeply inspired and then ignorant again, blah, blah, blah. He goes into various, the usual catalog of woes here that I see with readers' emails. And he says, he closes with, the raw material is there. I know I can improve at the risk of sounding boastful. I manage to get fair scores despite having a habit of procrastination. But I am falling behind competitors because of my vices and I despise mediocrity. How should I deal with these problems? All right. Well, this sounds like your typical harried and harassed medical student who's worried about his position and his standing in class. And this sounds like more of a normal problem than he might think. I've actually dealt with this very same question. I, I A couple, I mean, it was either last month or a few weeks back, I read an email by a medical student in Europe. And we talked a little bit about what he should do. And I'll let me go to my catalog here of podcasts. But we've dealt with this before. And now I, I responded to him telling him that. When he sent me this email, I said, uh, you know, I told, I thanked him for his email, and I said, look, we, we've, I've dealt with this in previous two previous podcasts. This question, uh, get moving and keep moving. That was one of them, and that was um, 
let's see, when was that? Get Moving and Keep Moving. That was about a month ago. And that was the title of the podcast, Get Moving and Keep Moving. And the other one was, How Can I Get Motivated? That was also about a month ago. And you can find that if you look at the list of tracks of my podcasts. You can see both of those there. And if I go into this type of question in great detail, how to overcome procrastination, how to defeat those uh, cycles of procrastination and delays, get the best out of your productivity. And I told him that. That's what I said to this guy. I said, look, I said, I've already answered these questions before. And he's, he emails back and he says, I'm grateful for your reply. Your aforementioned podcasts have helped me to a certain extent. However, with all due respect, from my part, I was not able to gain on procrastination. Uh, maybe the gist is there in the podcasts, but I'm not able to find it. Sir, if you can put your views on procrastination and help me in some way or another, I will be highly indebted to you. Okay, my answer to that is bullshit. Bullshit. The answer is there. I did answer your fucking question. It's in the podcast. Listen to it again. All right? I don't believe you that you said you listened to these podcasts. I don't believe you. Because if you had listened to them, you would have seen, uh, you would have heard the things that I'm talking about. So instead of trying to flatter me, what you should be doing is applying the recommendations that I made in the previous podcasts on how to keep yourself motivated. It's all there. The question is, are you going to do it or not? See, that's the thing. You, if you have listened to these podcasts, as you say you have, and that's debatable, you already know that the answer is there. By asking me the same question over again, you're stalling. You don't want to take action. You're using questions as a substitute to take action. And I'm not ripping on you, dude. I'm not trying to get in your face. I'm not trying to be a douchebag to you. I'm not trying to rip on you. I'm just telling you, you know, I'm not going to, I'm not like a lot of these other life hack dorks who are going to say, oh yeah, go and take a take a stress relief pill or go take a Kratom pill or go and uh, do some deep breathing exercises and think about the universe and con- contemplate your navel and go out. And, and You already know all that. You've heard it all before. There are no, if you want to avoid procrastination, you need to know what the meaning of fear is. You want to get kicked out of medical school? Keep up the procrastination. You want to be an asshole in life? Keep up the procrastination because that's just where you're going to end up. Because none of this stuff is complicated. The question is not knowing what to do. The question is, are you willing to do what needs to be done? All right. The best advice I can give you is to re-watch, if you haven't already seen the movie, what is it called? Uh a movie from the 80s, uh, The Untouchables. It's not. It's an average movie, but there's a great scene where Sean Connery takes Kevin Costner aside in the in the church, and he says, "You want to put Capone away? You know, what are you willing to do? How far are you prepared to go? How far are you prepared to go? Do you really want to be a doctor?" Is my question to you. You're in medical school, but what are you there for? Are you are you there just to keep your your parents off your back? Are you there just to fulfill some sort of dilettante fantasy about uh, uh, treating the sick? Why are you there in medical school? Do you want to be there? Because if the answer is I don't know, then maybe you need to think or rethink why you're there and what your options are. Okay, 
There are a lot of people who would love to have your position. They would love to be where you are. There are a lot of people who would love to be in medical school. And you're not going to get much sympathy from me when you are a student in school and your question is, what do I do? I don't know what to do. I can't believe this is happening. You know, I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. You came to the wrong place. Or maybe you came to the right place. If you came, if you came somewhere to be berated and to have your ass kicked, you came to the right place because I'm more than willing to do it. I've got a lot of years of experience in doing it, and I don't mind doing it with you either. So you better get your ass in gear and stop the goddamn bullshit questions about you didn't answer the question. Yes, I did fucking answer the question. It's right there. Re-listen to the podcast. Don't waste my motherfucking time. In fact, you know, I think the best thing, another good way for you to get your motivation would be to listen to, to, to read an article or reread an article that I wrote. And you can find it on my site, qcurtius.com. And it's something like how to avoid time wasters. How to avoid time wasters. All right, I've just found the article here on my site. And the title of the article is Why Avoiding Time Wasters is Important. And this was published on my site March 10th, 2015. So you can go and look for it there on the site yourself. And basically it just talks about people that waste time. And I, I wrote this article from my experience in dealing with meeting with clients over the years. People asking questions, people coming in and claiming they want help, but who really don't want help. They want to whine and they want to waste your time. And I separate these types of people into categories. The first category is the explorer. The explorer is a person who comes to your office out of a general and vague desire to get a lay of the land and a feel for the problem. He has no intention of hiring you or to doing anything. All he wants is general information. He suspects that he needs to take action to solve his problems, but he really isn't ready to take the plunge. He wants to explore. Okay. Another category, the price shopper. This is the sub-variant of the explorer, but this is someone who just basically doesn't want to spend any money. He just wants to shop around and try to lowball you on prices. Then you've got the rageaholic, someone who comes to your office who wants to fight with you and argue with you about his problems. The excessive questions warrior, that's number four. This is a sort of a hybrid of the explorer and the price shopper. This is a neurotic high-strung type who wants to ask a lot of bullshit questions and have you run through a lot of hypotheticals that lead nowhere. He wants a security blanket more than anything. The problem is that he is a neurotic and no matter what you tell him, it only prompts more questions. Sound familiar? Maybe so. Number, category number five, the second opinion warrior. This is a person who already has hired someone to do a job, but then wants to pimp you out for more advice on a second opinion in order, for, of course, to undermine the work that his primary uh, lawyer is, is, uh, is doing for him. Category six, the hopeless person who... Uh, would like help, sincere, because there any indication of using you. The problem is totally broke. I don't think that's you. Then there's the know-it-all, yeah, self-explanatory, the complainer. And the final category, number nine, is the wacko. So I think of all these categories, I think what you fall into is the excessive questions warrior. You know, you're special. The podcasts I've already done aren't good enough for you. Okay, you can't infer anything from the things that I've said. You you need the question answered in different ways. Well, there isn't any other way. 
Let me tell you something. Let me tell you what life is all about. Life, 99%, 95% of life is doing things you don't want to do. And that's never going to change. It's not glamorous. Life is not about funsy onesie and you're going to discover your uh, inner whatever. Now you might, and hopefully you will, but that's always a byproduct of doing the work. Okay, You've got to get out of the starting gate. You've selected a track to take, this medical school project that you've undertaken. And either you want to be there or you don't want to be there. And you've got to decide, do you want to be there? If you want to be there, do the work. Do the work, and that's how you stop the procrastinating. Because if you don't do the work, eventually you're going to get launched out of there. You're not going to make it. Or you're going to be a shitty doctor. You're not going to be the type of guy that anybody wants to go to because you're the guy that uh, is going to uh, have to take a blood test and you're going to lose the label. You're going to screw everything up. You're going to screw over your patient. Okay, Nobody wants a doctor like that. So you have to decide, what do you want to do? Because honestly, life is too short to be miserable. And if you don't want to be there, or if you're there for the wrong reasons, then you need to decide if uh, it's too soon or too late to take a different career choice. Okay, These are the decisions that you have to make. So if you came looking for a shoulder to cry on, okay, you came to the wrong place. So that's... Uh, that's something you need to keep in mind. Life is not about fun. It's only incidentally fun. Before you can have fun, you've got to go through hell. You've got to go through hell. And it's deeply satisfying. It's not a negative thing. It's not a bad thing. But there's this perception out there that you can just you can just flip a few switches and everything's going to be all right. It doesn't work like that. I mean, I'm assuming already you're doing all the basics. Okay? I'm assuming already that you're staying in shape, that you're eating that you're eating right, that you're getting enough sleep, that you are maintaining some sort of social life. I don't feel like I need to say that. Maybe I do. Maybe that's my uh something I should work into every single answer. But I would assume that if you're if you've been reading my blog, if you've been listening to my podcast, all of that is understood. Okay? We're not, we don't need to reinvent the wheel with every question. So that's it, man. There's no magic. And, 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 and you know, if you really want to be there and you find yourself procrastinating, when all else fails, use fear. Understand what the consequences are if you screw it up and you get launched out of there. Okay, how's that going to look? You're going to really feel like an idiot then. You don't want that. So fear will motivate you. If you really want to be there... And if you're really motivated to be there, you'll find a way. You will find a way. I'm confident. All right. So that ends that question. Let's move on to the next question that I got here. All right. This second question came from someone who was going over my book, On Duties. You may know that on July 1st, I released another book, my latest book, On Duties, a translation of Cicero's On Duties. It's been very, very successful so far and I'm really excited by the fact that uh, of the positive response that I've been getting from the book and what can I say I'm just uh, kind of overwhelmed by that but uh, um, I'm glad to get questions on I got one today from a guy from sending me this question on Twitter and he's referring to book one section nine book actually book one chapter nine section 28 so uh, 
His question, again, comes from uh, Book 1, uh, Chapter 9, Section 28. He says, Cicero says, uh, he, the, this guy wants to know what's the meaning of Cicero's sentence when he says, For if something is right, it is just only insofar as it is voluntary. He says, uh, how is he using the words right and just here? So he wants to know what that, that sentence is. And I went and looked at the passage that he's referring to. And to really understand this sentence, you have to kind of read the whole section. It's only a few sentences. So the best way for me to answer this guy's question is for me to read the section and then discuss it. And I think we'll get the idea then. So this is this is me reading from the book here, from my translation here, and then we'll discuss it. Cicero says, there are often many reasons given in justifying the deserting of one's duty. People do not wish to take on the expense or labor or incur the wrath of others. And through negligence, laziness, or inertia, such people may be impeded by preoccupation with their own personal issues so that they allow to be abandoned those whom they should protect. Thus it may be seen that what Plato said regarding philosophers might not be adequate specifically when he said that philosophers were men of justice simply because they delved into the investigation of truth and condemned and regarded as nothing the material things that most people sought out and squabbled over. They indeed bring about one type of justice in that they inflict no active harm on anyone, but they help cause another type of harm in that they desert those whom they ought to help as a consequence of being hamstrung by their focus their focus on bookish scholarship. Therefore, he believes such men should not take on the responsibility of public office except when they are compelled to do so. It would be better still if this came about voluntarily, for if something is right, it is just only insofar as it is voluntary. So what Cicero really is saying, there's a lot in that, that paragraph, what what he's referring to basically is basically Cicero is is talking about Plato's opinion. He's commenting on Plato's idea that uh, uh, Plato said that philosophers were men of justice simply because they delved into the investigation of truth and because they rejected the material things of the world. And Cicero doesn't really agree with that. He doesn't really buy that. He says that uh, just because. Just because you're a bookworm who delves into the truth of things or, or that you care about an abstract notion of justice, that doesn't necessarily mean that you're the greatest. And he, he points out the flaws in, in, in such people. He says that uh, these, type of, these types of passive bookworms, uh, they certainly they, they bring about one type of justice in that they don't, they don't harm anybody. But on the other hand, they are more inclined to maybe desert those that they ought to help as a consequence of being so preoccupied with their scholarship. So what he's referring to here is the, the responsibility of taking on public office. And Cicero firmly believed, and this might be an old-fashioned idea now, but he firmly believed that a great man should at some point try to take on positions of responsibility in his community, should try to do things to take on responsibility. And holding public office was a big responsibility. And in his day, that was what men of prestige in the community did. It was called the cursus honorum. You, if you were 
a man of means or, or wealth or position or privilege, you could enter politics and move up to the ranks of the political system. And it's still, it's actually an ethic that used to be current uh, in America uh, for many, many generations, and, and maybe still is in some ways. And I think there are also, and I, in general, I agree with it. I think that there are ways that people can take on positions of responsibility that help develop them and bring out the best in them. But what Cicero is saying here is that, uh, you know, if you're not inclined to do it, you, you're better off not doing unless you're, you're better you're better off not doing it unless you're forced to do so. And it would be better in the long run if you volunteered. If you want to take on the positions of responsibility in life, if you want to take on positions that develop you and put you in charge of other men, it should be a voluntary position. That's the ideal. And that's, that's, what, that's what he means when he says, if something is right, it is, it is just only insofar as it is voluntary. He's just trying to emphasize that last sentence just is a qualifier to his previous points in that paragraph. That's all that is. He's trying to say that the best type of justice is justice that is exercised and is rendered as a result of voluntary action, not of coercion. So I hope that clears up what that sentence means in, in On Duties in Book 1, Chapter 9, Section 28. Hopefully that uh, that helps out. And for those of you who have not yet bought the book or looked at the book, I hope and think that you will enjoy doing so. And you can find it uh, on my site. If you look at the on the homepage of my site, right on the left side, you can see an icon that has the book right there. You just click on that. It takes you right to Amazon. And um, you know, you, uh, you help support the site if you and also you get a timeless classic that uh, is frankly the best translation and edition of the book that's available in English right now. I, I firmly believe that, and it um, uh, it's all out there. So it was a good podcast. It was a tempestuous one. I hope everyone enjoyed it. And until next time. I will sign out here at Fortress of the Mind. This podcast was brought to you courtesy of Fortress of the Mind Productions. I'm Quintus Curtius. Good night.